A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Deshaun Jackson goes on an anti-Semitic rant and issues not one, not two, but three Apologies, my take on an inexcusable action by the Eagles and former Bucks wide receiver. The NFL wants to escrow 35% of player salaries to help defray costs for 2020. Meanwhile, the players want a 48-day training camp and no preseason games. We're a long way from having an agreement. And according to my sources, it's possible, it's probable that I did not break the Patrick Mahomes contract story, but rather it was a liquor sales lady in Kansas City. You won't believe this story. Mahomes, by the way, is the highest paid player in football, but should he be the highest paid in any sport? We've got all that and more to discuss with Chris Torello of Spectrum Sports 360 and Bay News 9 on this edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, along with producer Steve Versnick. Uh, Steve, before we get to uh, Chris, wanted to just talk a little bit about this Deshaun Jackson uh, situation. Um, I'm sure that if uh, if anybody's been around a, a TV set or, or – uh, you know, Twitter or whatever, you've read about this. But, um, you know, Jackson now is back with the Eagles. And uh, he, he had a post on Instagram, and it, it was anti-Semitic at best. It, he, he basically had a message that he attributed to Adolf Hitler, which was not a direct quote. I mean, think about what I'm saying here. He attributed it to Adolf Hitler, um, but it was about his admiration for the Nation of Islam and uh, Louis Farrakhan, who was very anti-Semitic himself. Um, and I mean, this thing, it, 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 it's so stupid, quite frankly, and reprehensible that it, it, there was no defense for it. And basically, um, what the feature quote was that he attributed to Hitler said that, uh, white Jews quote, will blackmail America. They will extort America. Their plan for world domination won't work if the egros know who they were. Um, look, I, I'll just say this. And he went on, of course, and, and after the, the pushback he got, and rightfully so, not the least of which was from his own organization, um, which has a Jewish uh, GM. And, and um, you know, they, they, they rightly, uh, you know, condemned him pretty strongly. Um, he came back with, a, with an apology, which wasn't very good, uh, on, on video. Then he, then he had two more that were written out. Um, and he he's vowed to to not only you know make amends, but he's he's actually going to try to educate himself and and do things to create awareness towards anti-Semitism. He says he's not bigoted and all that. I've known Deshaun since he came into the league. This is uh, it was tough when he got here as a player. When he came out of Cal, I mean, this guy was tough as hell. He's he's all of about you know five. He's listed at five foot ten. If he's that tall, I'd be surprised. He weighed under 170 pounds coming out of Cal. One of the reasons he dropped to the second round. And at the time, DeBartolo, uh, which my uh, wife works for, Eddie DeBartolo, had a, a representation business, DeBartolo Sports. And their first draft class, they represented players, included Deshaun Jackson. And so 
I was telling my wife, I go, who media trained this guy? It turns out it was my wife <laughs> when he was a rookie. Oops. Uh, yeah, didn't do a very good job. Uh, but now he's been in the league, you know, what, 11, 12 years, and so he certainly should know better. And he's gotten into his, his share of laps. Nothing, nothing like this. Most of his actions were, you know, just being a diva as a wide receiver on the field for the most part. Um, but he's not, he's a smart guy. He made good grades at Cal. You know, he was, a, he had, he could have been drafted in baseball. Like I said, I mean, I, I've not seen a guy in the league besides maybe Steve Smith. Um, that was as tough as to Sean. They're both from central LA. Uh, his, his dad sort of made him, uh, you know, a, a, a NFL star. His dad died of colon cancer his rookie year. Um, his brother Byron is a great guy. I know the whole family and I actually like them. This is the hard part for me. Um, and when he came to Tampa, I was, you know, I got one of the first interviews and I was, you know, I was kind of glad that, you know, that he was going to be here and he was somebody I knew and, and, and whatnot. Um, but then you got the other side and the other side was that he was just difficult to deal with, you know, as a football player. And part of that is where he was in his career. Um, he was used to being a number one receiver. You know, he had, he had gone from Philadelphia and he had, you know, had some problems there. You know, there was you know, a bunch of stuff that Chip Kelly uh, didn't like him, and and then after he left, there were stories about him having gang affiliations and all this. Went to Washington, but he'd been productive wherever he had played. But when he got to Tampa, um, you know, he, he was not going to be the number one receiver. I mean, everything was going to run through Mike Evans, and rightfully so at that point. And you know, you had a quarterback who at that time, and Jameis Winston, I think, felt pressure to get him the ball down the field. And Jameis Winston, at that point in his career, was it was a terrible deep ball thrower he just had no no instincts or feel for it whatsoever and so Deshaun would get open and Deshaun would do his job a lot of times and the ball wouldn't find him and it would be intercepted it'd be underthrown it'd be you know granted he didn't always fight to come back to get it sometimes but nonetheless he was very frustrated and then the next year when Ryan Fitzpatrick you know took over the first four games and Jameis Winston was suspended for three of those Deshaun Jackson just went off Right, because Fitzpatrick could throw a good deep ball, and you know they were hooking up, and Deshaun was leading the league in, in um, yardage and all of that, and he didn't want you know Winston to come back, and then Winston did, and it was bad again, and at the end of his career here, I mean he was doing stuff like you know showing up late, getting fined all the time, falling asleep in meetings, um, you know refusing at one point refusing to practice, you know they they, they considered. They actually did consider, um, you know, charging him with conduct detrimental, um, not fulfilling his contract, stuff like that. Um, he almost got into a uh, into a physical altercation with Todd Munkin, who was the offensive coordinator and wide receivers coach at the time, um, around Christmas. And, you know, you remember that was when uh, they had Baker. They had a bunch of guys that, you know, some free agents that just didn't work out. Um, so it was disappointing because I, I wrote those stories, you know, uh, at the end of the year, he wasn't happy with me for doing it. And I had always been, you know, had a pretty good relationship with him, but then, you know, he really wasn't a, uh, uh, a, a good teammate, I should say. He wasn't a great teammate here. Um, and not all of it was his fault. Like I said, uh, you know, Jameis Winston certainly struggled. And I think he struggled in part because he felt a responsibility to use this guy, um, enforce some things but this is beyond the pale like even for a guy that's had you know some some off the field issues you know the weird thing is Steve when I sat down with him when he first got here he was talking to me about when he was a younger player and he said some things he says you know I've really learned that you got to protect your brand 
you know, like, you, you know, you got to use your platform. I want to help people. And he does help people. He helps a lot of kids. He does a lot of things for charity and some good things in his communities that he's been playing in and where he's from. But I would never expect the guy to be this far in his career to be that incredibly, I mean, it, it, it's, it's racist. I mean, it's, it's, it's anti-Semitic. I don't know how else you could read that. Yeah, it's, you know, it's kind of like he's, He's got two sides to him. I mean, you know, we know he does tons of stuff in the community, as you said, particularly with kids. Yes. I mean, he's always yes. done that. Um, yes. But then he he puts his he puts his foot in his mouth a lot, and he does. He's he had does. to he's had to apologize many times. And, and mm-hmm. as you said, I mean, you know, here in Tampa Bay, he wasn't the best teammate, uh, no. which frustrated a lot in the organization and a lot of his teammates as well. Um, yeah. Tremendous talent. Yes. Um, so it's 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 almost like there's two sides to him. Yeah. Which, which is frustrating no, there, there sometimes, is. And, and lots of people are this way, but it's, it's frustrating because there's a lot of good, but then yeah. you, you start to question it because of the bad stuff. And I'm, I'm surprised. I mean, I, I have more than half expected him, the Eagles, just to release him. You know, the, I mean, at this point in his career, like, you know, I mean, he was hurt all of last year. He didn't get really to play much. He went back to Philly. He'd been wanting to get back there. He did. Um, you know, they got a pretty good quarterback who, I, who apparently called him and said, what the hell, <laughs> what are you doing, man? And, and so, you know, there's a competitive part to it that, you know, the Eagles want to win and, and, and they think maybe Deshaun can still help them stretch the field. He's coming off an injury. We'll see. And a lot of people brought up, you know, well, what about Riley Cooper? I mean, remember him five mm-hmm. or six years ago, the wide receiver from actually Clearwater Central Catholic that uh, dropped uh, an end bomb, you know, on, on camera and, you know, apologized and fell on the sword and his teammates actually rallied around him a little bit and they ended up giving him a contract extension. So um, different part of his career than, than Deshaun is at, obviously, uh, and, uh, and and not, not a much better thing to do, to say the very least. Um, and so we'll see how the Eagles, you know, the Eagles, the Eagles have proven as an organization to be very forgiving. I mean, Michael Vick went there, right? He was... Andy Reid took him on uh, with Tony Dungy's recommendation after, um, you know, he spent two years in prison um, with the dog ring and all of that. Um, so we'll see. You know, I know he has a, a connection with, with Eagles fans because his beginning of his career was so great there. And um, they they liked Deshaun Jackson um, and, and were glad he was back. But, man, <laughs> it's just been having known him since he was a rookie and knowing his family. It's like, what were you thinking man it just wasn't good well that's the thing he wasn't thinking no not at all not at all in fact you know the the think to think you would go in there and pull something like that and and attribute it to hitler at one point during his uh during his video when he was uh trying to apologize on on camera which wasn't a bad idea except what he said at one point he goes you know i realized that hitler was not a good person (laughs) well that's the understatement of the year hitler was not a good person no no there's a lot of people that aren't good people. The, Hitler was a monster, and he, only, and he committed attempted genocide. So, I mean, you know, far from a good person, not a good person. You know, um, O.J. Simpson maybe was not a good person. I, I don't know who you you know who you would put on that scale, but uh, but certainly Hitler was was a lot worse than that. So anyway, uh, we've got that. Oh, and the uh, so some news uh, in the NFL. This is. Let me just say, I, you asked me this before we went on the podcast. I have a gut feeling, folks. And look, I, I, I'm the shot glasses half empty, right, at, at this point. Um, 
win or lose, we booze, baby. Well, you've had to take Tom Jones' uh, place on this podcast. I have. Yeah, this is the thing. Like, I, I am, I am, I am now. You know, they say married couples do that after a while. You tend to, you tend to become the same person. You know, you take on the personality of, of whoever you're with that longest. And I was been with Tom for like thirty years, I think, as a as a journalist, and five years on radio. But I, but I do I, I see these these talks. There's a couple things about the NFL. You know, the NFL was able to kind of put their head in the sand and go, yeah, yeah, we'll get through it. Off season, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do the off season. We're gonna do free agency, sure. And when the pandemic just first hit around the middle of March, and then it was uh, draft. Yeah, we'll do the draft. We'll cancel it in Las Vegas, but hey, we'll, we'll figure a way. We're gonna do it virtually. What could go wrong? We got 32 cameras and 32 teams. Everything would be great, and they did. Um, and it and was then great. it was. <laughs> It was great. It was actually very good. Well done. In fact, I'd advocate to do it something similar again. Um, and then it was, you know, um, well, we can't have training camp, but you know what? We're going to have virtual meetings, and we're going to do, you know, me, uh, you know, whatever. And and that those, based on various reports, went okay. The players decided to work out by themselves, and we know God knows we know Tom Brady got as much as he, as he could out of the off season. Um, but now, you know. This thing didn't get better. In fact, we have more cases today. I think it was 57,000 COVID cases in one day, which is a record in the United States. We've got a bunch of states that are trending up, including Florida, Texas, California. And now the NFL's advantage of time is gone. It's gone. They're supposed to go to training camp on July 28th. And whereas Major League Baseball, the NBA, and NHL are getting ready to play, and they've worked out their protocols and they're all kind of different, but the NFL is still working on theirs. And now um, there's a, a lot of talk about how the players are like, hey, um, up to now you've just kind of said we're going forward. You know what I mean? Like it's not really been a an ode to a pandemic here and safety. And, and, and they want to be safe, and I understand that. We know they reduced the preseason. The owners did from uh, four to two games. They they still want every team to play a home and away game. They want to go through those the protocols of actually travel, uh, whether you're going to stay in a hotel, not stay in a hotel overnight, same day, uh, what that game experience is going to look like, that sort of thing. Um, and oh yeah, by the way, they do get money for those games as as ownership groups. So there's that. But now the the players have said, you know what, preseason games don't mean that much. You tell us, we ask you what they mean, and you say, well, it's for a roster evaluation. Well, screw that. You know, this is not a normal year. You're going to have to find another way to evaluate us. And then the other thing the players have asked for, or at least feel like a joint task force recommended, which is a 48-day training camp. Can you imagine that? So they would go in the 24th of July, and 48 days would take you to about the middle of September or beyond. And that's without, you know, um, playing any scrimmage. That was just a, that's like inner squad stuff. Like you, no games, no preseason games. The first game they play would be a regular season game, and that would be the first game they'd ever hit anybody else. And and really wouldn't have you know that much uh, contact anyway, because I think they're going to go three weeks with no contact, no helmets, no nothing. So this is and, and what they're citing is that back in 2011 when they had the you know the lockout. Um, when they came back, the injuries were really up, especially hamstring injuries. Achilles injuries were really high. And so the, you know, the, the players are saying, you know, th- this much inactivity is not going to be good, and we want to minimize injuries. Uh, and, and ramping things up as if nothing was going on is not the way to do that. 
So between that and the fact that, you know, the league wants to escrow 35% of their salaries, which kind of makes sense, but the players aren't going to want to do it. Um, I, I think this is going to drag on. I don't think they're going to have a deal. And I think that I also think that they're the players, maybe the owners, but certainly the players kind of want to see how these other sports work out. You know, like, why are we in such a hurry here? I, I, those are all valid points. I mean, um, you know, the injuries were up in 2011 after that. Mm-hmm. Although, I, you know, and granted, it's because of COVID. So it, they're not speaking out of both sides of their mouth. But Demora Smith last week or two weeks ago came out and said, we don't want players working out together. That's right. Well, he did. I mean, you know, and granted, it's it's not because of that reason. And, and I realize it's the well, health No, he problem. didn't want it because they're right. negotiating. <laughs> well, they're negotiating, but it's also, you know, it's 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 a result of COVID. So, yeah, you know, every year now, players are in better shape every year than they were the year before. I mean, that's, you know, it used to be you needed long spring trainings and, and training camps because everyone came to camp so out of shape. That's not the case anymore. Now, no, that's true. This year may be slightly different. Because access to gyms and some of your regular workout routines aren't there available to a lot of players at this point. Couldn't get in the facility, right. right. Can't go to gyms. You had yeah. to get your own equipment or borrow it or whatever. I mean, you know, some players may have, you know, facilities at their house or whatever else, but there's a lot of players that don't. Um, right. You know, particularly those that are young and possibly don't own houses and are renting apartments or whatever else. I mean, you know, you don't have workout places in your in your garage or your 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 bonus room or whatever else that you know, maybe some more experienced players have. So I mean and there's even a, if there's you a, did, you know, like we're experiencing this ourselves, but like what if you got some young kids at home and a wife and mm-hmm. you want to carve out three or four hours you know what I'm saying? Like it may not be the same. Yeah. So I mean the longer training camp I get, I, I mean, you know, canceling preseason I I understand where the players are coming from, and it probably makes sense mm-hmm. um, what we're doing. Now, whether the season starts on September, whatever it is, and it's actually a later date this year. Labor Day is as late as it can be this year. So September 10th, I think, is the first scheduled game. Yes, yeah, a Thursday night game. Yeah. You know, I know the NFL is building their schedule to move that week to the end of the season, and then mm-hmm. they could cancel weeks two and three if they had to. Right. There's sure. levers they can pull. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It may it may make sense where you're not playing till that you know October third fourth weekend. Although, you know the hard part with with COVID and we've talked about this is what we think we know today tomorrow is going to be different, and we have no idea. I mean, NHL and NBA, for instance, they may have been better off rushing to get to the bubbles to play. Isn't that funny? That, yeah, that they're not in the bubble now, and and things are exploding at this point. We thought it was the summertime; it was going to get better, and and we'd have a, mm-hmm. a flare up in the winter. So that everyone was slow playing it, maybe it would have been better to to rush to do it. And and you know hindsight's twenty twenty, and, and when it's a you know once in a century pandemic that you have no playbook for. Exactly. Easy to say it now, but you know who knows what September is going to look like, let alone August. Right. You had far less cases. I mean, there was you know one in the NBA, obviously that shut down everything, and and uh, you know, and now you look at it and it, it's commonplace. I mean, when I talked to Bruce Arians the other day. He said, Rick, he goes, you know, every player is going to get infected. It's just a matter of, of when. I mean, that's what he believes. He thinks they're all going to get it at one point or another. Um, and he might be right. You know, he might be right about society. All of us may at one point or another. We're going to be exposed to this. We're going to have to learn to live with it. And 
Um, unfortunately, some of us can't. But well, if we're all going to get it, hopefully, it's uh, immunity holds for years to come. I mean, that's one thing we don't know. Is right. If you get it, are you immune, and for how long? Exactly. And there, there's evidence you could get it again. Does that mean it's going to be the same or worse or better? Um, that's why it's a novel virus. Nobody knows where this is headed, and there's residual effects on, on people's bodies that have had this thing. Um, look, I don't want it. I don't, I don't think anybody wants it. And uh, and then we're going to open schools, and that's a whole other uh, social debate. But um, but I understand, and, and I'm starting to come to appreciate the fact that there's a lot of smart guys in that union, and it's a pretty strong union, the NFL, PA. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't always agree, but, you know, uh, and they, they sort of ramrodded the last labor agreement uh, against, it was a very close vote, but uh, but I'm, I'm starting to appreciate the fact that the NFL anticipated this. That's why they have these levers to pull. I, I think, you know, we'll see where we are in September when, when kids go back to school or even in August, but, I mean, July 28th, and even a few days before that, when quarterbacks, maybe or rookies, can come in, man, that is so close, right? That's that's like three weeks away or less. And I mean, it just seems it just seems really quick, you know. Without baseball having thrown the first pitch that matters, without hockey having dropped a puck, I mean, um, you know, what are, what are they really getting into? In football. I don't care about the other sports. I think in baseball, you probably have a chance to play a little better because, you know, there's separate natural separation in that game. With the NBA, there's going to be a ton of contact. Those guys are on top of each other, sweating all over each other, even though contact is not the, is not the, the uh, intent. But in football, you can't even practice. Like, there's nothing you can do, um, really, that you're, that you're not going to be uh, in close contact. And for that reason, you know, they're not going to have a bubble. They're going to have – you know, uh, a situation where the players are tested. Apparently their families are also going to be tested. They want to keep them in, in a certain orbit, but it's basically work and then home. And whoever goes outside that orbit, they're talking about potentially finding that player, which is another point of, of um, disagreement. We've got a lot of issues here um, with the National Football League. And, man, I'm just not sure how it's going to go. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. All right, uh, back for a second straight day. The lovely and talented Chris Torello of Spectrum Sports 360, Bay News 9, joins us. And, of course, Chris, they're still talking about the big deal with Kansas City's quarterback Patrick Mahomes. $450 million, million could be as much as $500 million viable player of the Super Bowl and a one-time most viable player of the league. Here's the thing, though. Um, there's some controversy about how this, this story tumbled out, and my guy – According to my sources, Adam Schefter broke this story on ESPN that Patrick Mahomes is signing a 10-year, $450 million deal worth as much as $500 million. And don't believe what you see out there because there's somebody else taking credit for my story. Uh. (laughs) It is one Katie Camlin, a Plaza Liquor Store sales executive, says she broke the story, but she did not. And we have... the actual truth here tonight 
on Sports Day Tampa Bay, according to my sources. What do you? What can you tell me about this, Chris? Because I, I think that we have to give the scoop. And God knows I've gone head-to-head with, with Adam and lost more than my share, more than I care to admit. And on the few times I win, I don't always get credit. However, apparently this young lady in Kansas City, can, uh, Missouri, um, I won't see where I went there. I almost went, well, it's nice, Kansas City, Kent. No. Uh, apparently she, she actually sort of was out front of this story on, uh, on Twitter. Yeah, and she here's the thing, Rick. She tweeted it out at 1.52 p.m., and then Schefter tweeted his out at 2.54 p.m. So now my only question, now I just want to make sure that I'm looking at this right. Was it (laughs) now because, like, no, but 2.54 p.m. Eastern versus Uh, 1.54 That's right. There's Central, so that's. Are we talking a two-minute difference or are we talking an hour and two-minute difference? It's an an hour because I saw the tweet as 12.54 and a screenshot from Central Time. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Um, All right, so the time stamp is an hour. We had an hour time difference here that Schefter is not coming clean with. Yeah, but here's the thing. She she deleted it. She told the Kansas City Star that she deleted the tweet out of nervousness that she did something wrong. You sold a guy liquor, and he was so stupid to open his <laughs> mouth that you got the greatest story of your life. You're going to tell your grandkids about it. You're going to be sitting there in a Patrick Mahomes jersey in 40 years, and you're going to say, that guy came in and he bought Dom Perignon, and he told me Pat Mahomes was staying forever. That's a story, Jerry. I mean, come on. That's that's the show. You know, God, this annoys eight me bottles. so much. That she, was it eight bottles, six or eight bottles? Why six bottles of Dom? Oh. Yeah. Well, listen, I mean, uh, if anybody's in trouble, it shouldn't be Katie. It should be uh, the person from the Chiefs that they sent over to buy the liquor. Yeah. Who? I mean, who walks in and goes, I need six bottles. Now, now granted, this is probably a large sale in the middle of the afternoon in Kansas City, right next to a, one of the many barbecue places. I don't know how much Dom they have, let alone how much they sell on a on an average, uh, what was it, Monday afternoon. Yeah. Having said that, does an employee from the Chiefs then is it does it take just that little to spill the entire beans about the about the biggest transaction in football? I mean, yeah, but really, here's my hey, thing. So, Rick. so say, what do you need this for? Yeah, well, like Rick, ah, you'll find out about it later anyway. We yeah, got yeah, a big yeah, celebration coming up here. We'll be fine. Well, let me ask yeah. you though, because what like what does it take you to walk into a liquor store not in Chiefs apparel? Because there's only two scenarios here. Either one, you're a regular. Ah. Or two, you walked in full garb. And you were just begging for someone to ask. You were begging to be the source. See this arrowhead? See this? See this KC on my shirt? Yeah, you see that little arrow? See that? Yeah? See that logo? I'm a big deal. Yeah. I'm a big deal. Ask me. Ask me if I work for the Chiefs. Yeah, I do. Yes, I do. Go ahead. Go ahead. Ask if this is the new sideline polo. Go ahead. Ask. Ask. So, you know, but it's, it's, it's just like, cause I mean, there's times where I have to wear my spectrum Bay news nine shirt, whatever. Oh, every day, every day, every day. I hope you got more than one. I assume you watch the damn thing. I mean, but yeah, seven, it's awful. But like, so, but if I wear mine in to say, like I go get a sandwich somewhere, you know, mm-hmm. like the person mm-hmm. looks and sees the shirt. They're like, oh, Bay News 9, you know, like they know who yeah, we are. in the house. Yeah. But, oh, Chris if, but like, yeah. there's also times where I don't want to wear it. 
you know? Mm. So like, I know when to like pick and choose my <laughs> battles of when I should be wearing which, a, a, which, a which club do you take it off in? <laughs> uh, <laughs> which, you know, I, I won't go careful there. with those sponsors though. You got to be careful. Yeah, you do. You know? I can't, you do. what if I go into a firehouse? I mean, come on, mm. Trouble here, you know. So, that's but uh, no, I kid, I kid. I'd go in wherever I want, but no. But yeah. I, that's the point, though. It's like you're just begging for it, you know. Like, yeah, I. It's I don't know. I think it's just it's absurd, and I don't think this. Apparently, she talked to the person afterwards, like way after, and they all were like, "No, everything's okay. You didn't do anything wrong." You walked in and you're like, six bottles of Dom, please. And it's like, why? <laughs> because we're Big. signing Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> you know, and it's like, what the hell are you? <laughs> okay. You know that's exactly how he signed it, too. Oh, I, I, hope have so. six, I hope so. Six bottles yeah. of Dom, carry on, yes. Yeah. See? Like, um, we got a big I mean, signing, see? <laughs> Yeah, we're gonna do, we're gonna do we're gonna do it one way. See, we're gonna put them in a paper bag and hand to me and hand out. Okay, who's gonna know about it? Okay, see. Okay, see, because I've worked Put for it all on a card. It's all goes on a card right here. That's my card. It all goes on a card. He probably has like a Kansas City Chiefs visa that he pays with. Like, oh, yeah, he does. Oh, just yes, pay he's... with the company card. You're That's need sick. That receipt itemized. Like, Jesus, you know, come on. That's fire. The Kansas City. The can- That's fire. The Kansas City Chiefs card. You know that that's, <laughs> that visa is getting worn out. Do that. I get points. Wonder- get major points on that. <laughs> well, for Tom, yeah. Tom, <laughs> yeah, you better. Well, that's going to cost a pretty penny. But then again, when you're spending $450 million on a guy, what's a couple bottles of Dom on top of it, right? Yeah. Whew. Oh, my God. This is great. This is the greatest. He got thing his more. paper. He got his paper and his mentals, as, as uh, a running back once said. Uh, that's a lot but- of money for, for a quarterback. <clears throat> Look, I mean, and this is what I think about. And, and I don't begrudge these guys making – look, they should make as much money as they possibly can can uh, extort or otherwise uh, get paid uh, from the National Football League, which literally prints money, I think. Um, but, you know, when you think of all the quarterbacks and, – and obviously the, the, the next guy is going to be the highest paid, right, whoever that is, with what he's accomplished in his short career. What I don't, I don't get from a business standpoint – somebody will have to explain this to me, but – you had him for two more years, and yeah, he's underpaid from a rookie standpoint for what his production has been. But you're under no, you know, urgency this year. I mean, you could work on the contract for a year. You could, you know, even franchise him. I mean, they they were more or less rewarding him for achievements that he already has, uh, but still had him under control. So this will affect their bottom line. This will affect what what they do going forward. Um, but then you compare him to other guys in the league, and this. That's why I think about guys like Tom, you know, Tom Brady, who granted is 43 years old. And you're not going to sign him to a 10 year deal or maybe you would. I don't know. But um, he, you know, he only asked for and got when I say only what's 25 million between friends. But but 25 million dollars a year for a Tom Brady versus 40 million. I mean, there is there is a disparity there. It shows you that the Brady has never really been paid um, for, for what he has produced throughout his yeah. 20 years. No, you're right. And now he's actually, I think, finds himself because of his his value. He's actually finally climbing the list a little bit, you know. But mm-hmm. it's crazy because I'm looking through these top 10 guys. If you look at the numbers after Patrick Mahomes signed this deal, I mean, we're talking names like Jared Goff. We're talking names mm. like Kirk Cousins. I mm. mean, remember when Carson Wentz 
signed what a hundred twenty eight million dollar deal. I, Rick, I think that's more risky than a potential five hundred million dollar deal for Patrick Mahomes because sure. Carson Wentz gets hurt, and I don't think Mahomes is susceptible the way Wentz is. So right. you're you're investing in in the fact that you think he's probably going to be healthy a hell of a lot more. I just there are names on here that I look at and I say I would never dream of handing them two hundred million, let alone five hundred million. For some reason, though, it seems like Pat Mahomes, you know, he's the perfect guy to get this. I would, you know, if Brady was ten years younger, I think you would have had a bidding war, you know, created um, for for a whole. And maybe he's the one that breaks the bank like we've never seen before. But you know, I just think in, in, it's all about timing. And man, I think he's the perfect guy to break the bank like this. I mean, it's got so many guarantees. It's got, I mean, he's, he's, he's walking, he's got a $49 million roster bonus in four seasons, Rick. That's, that's nuts. That's nuts. That's, oh, that's, I want that. That's what I need. How do I, do I get want that? that? That's a lot of money. It's a lot of scratching. And I mean, and again, football players typically have short careers. They're getting their contracts. The majority of, of it is, is usually not guaranteed. So the more guaranteed money is really all that matters uh, in that sports. And so, you know, anything can happen to these guys, but you're right. The production, if there's one young guy, and he does it well off the field too, he's charismatic. I mean, look, if the owners weren't making the money, is there going to be an empty seat at Arrowhead Stadium over the next 10 years if he's still playing quarterback? I don't uh, think so. I, I think he's going to pay his way. Yeah, he's going to pay his way and then some. So you're happy for him to do that. Now, it got, it got us to thinking, though, okay, so $45 million uh, for what is, you know, arguably – the best quarterback in the National Football League going right now, and certainly the highest paid now. But what about some of the other players like in sports? In other words, and I, I haven't looked at necessarily a list per se, but if I were to say, you know, if, if Patrick Mahomes is worth an average of $40 million a year, and I know it's a different sport, would like, you know, what is Mike Trout worth? Is he the best player? Is Mike Trout the best player in baseball? Yeah, I mean, I think so. Um, he's I, and he does make a lot of money. I'm mean, not sneezing at what he makes, whatever. Yeah, is, thirty million. Well, I mean, you think of what Manny Machado and Bryce Harper were both doing last year. There you um, go. I think, yeah, I, I would absolutely think Mike Trout would be the guy that would go for four hundred, five hundred million. I mean, look at Garrett. Look at what Cole just did. You know, nine years, three hundred twenty-four million. I mean, that right. number was insanity when that number came out. You know, and. And then I watch him strike out Aaron Judge the other day on Twitter, and I'm like, okay, that's good. He's probably worth it. You know, so, mm -hmm. I mean, it's crazy, though, because you look at guys like Roger Federer, Ronaldo, Messi. You know, I mean, you look Messi, at yeah. you know, four of the three of the top five paid athletes in the world are all soccer players. You know, there I mean, you these, these guys are incredible what they do. So, you know, it's it's – it's pretty cool. But is to that think is that, that because is that because Chris they're international stars? In other words, yeah. that their reach is greater, and so they can in, endorse more products, or they just uh, uh, they, these teams can play all over the world as opposed to you know a football team that's playing in Kansas City, Missouri. Well, being that I'm an international star, Rick, as you know, I've yes. got fans fans of your podcast <laughs> who listen from the UK, probably Denmark too. <laughs> Um, oh, you know, or wherever that, set the sales is broadcast. Let's not that's, like that's, them. Listen, now. I got friends in Canada, Mexico, the UK, <laughs> you name it. I'm big time. Yeah. So, uh, uh -huh. no, but no, I think, 
I think you're right. I think when you're able to kind of go no matter where you go and like when Ronaldo comes over here for uh, the all-star game in MLS and Juventus oh. wins seven, nothing, that's a, you yeah. know, that, everyone's like, Oh my God, there's Ronaldo. Oh my God. You know, yeah, but there's yeah. no big, like there's no big football, like football can't go over to Europe and play Portugal and get the same response that a Portugal USA soccer match gets. You know, right, so it's, right. it's just the way the game is set up. But but yeah, I mean, in terms of, you know, in terms of just international stardom, it's like you have to be a LeBron. You have to be a, um, you know, you have to have some footprint in a different continent, in a different country. And so the NBA did that pretty well. Tennis does that really well. You know, like Roger Federer gets treated like a god no matter where he goes. So, um, you know, Kobe was the same way. Um, Jordan, to a degree, will as well. So, you know, I think it's just it's a little tougher for, you know, for for Pat Mahomes. Lucky for him, though, he, like you said, he doesn't have to leave Arrowhead. He doesn't have to leave Kansas City. He can be treated right in that bubble for the rest of his life just fine if he wants. Yeah, that's true. Although, and uh, I think it's fair to say that he will not finish his uh, career with the Chiefs. True or false? Was he coming, was he coming Tampa? Nope. Just listen to what I said. He's not going to finish this contract with the Chiefs. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. And that's because they'll most likely have to rename Kansas City by then after 10 years. Oh. Ha, ha, ha. Ah. Look I had you, you man. I had you, babe. Oh, yeah. Man, sorry. Sorry. It's, it's no, all in fine. the uh, – words are my thing. Words are my thing. And, this is you what know, I do. Pic- and you're all about pictures, so – yeah, I am, that's, you know, the I'm a pop-up book kind of guy. So, yeah. <laughs> well, no, you're you're a visual. You're the visual medium, even though you're no, participating I know, I know. in so two ridiculous. podcasts. It's yes, you're multi yeah. multi dimensional. There's no doubt yeah. about that. But 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 the camera loves you, whereas I all, all I have are my words. That's all I got. It loves you though. Every time uh, you're on Face Off. Yeah, it's kind to me. I don't think it loves me. Not though. Not the way it does those TV guys. I mean, the TV yeah. guys. They, they, they know how to, you know, they just got all the angles. But anyway, um, so, yeah, so we got, listen, I actually think that in this country, um, for, for, for the money, for my buck, for the fact that, that there's not that many guys on the court and everything else, to me, LeBron James should be the highest paid anything in this country just because it is, while it's a team game, he's, he's arguably the best athlete we have with what he can do at his size and with a basketball and all that. Yeah, he could have won more championships. I get it, team sport, but he's carried, you know, two franchises and and maybe a third if the Lakers win it, um, you know, to titles, and he's been the difference. So, you know, I I could make an argument where uh, of any U.S. Uh, athlete, he should be the highest paid. Yeah, I mean, I think technically he is, isn't he? That's what I well, well then that would be great. Then then I see, everyone's I'm... listening to me once again. I, I think you're right, though. I don't, I don't know. Listen, I didn't delve into this and do my my research the way I should have. But um, in this, I, I think basketball players generally uh, make the most, um, mm-hmm. simply because there's only 12 guys on the roster. I they mean, can really... sign these super max deals too. Like every other year, it's right. like they can make 50 million against the cap, and it's no big deal apparently. That's it's right. Crazy what they make, and they and they get some guaranteed money, which is important too. But. After him, I don't know if you go hockey. I don't know if you go to the best. Uh, you go to Mahomes. I don't know if you go to, to Mike Trout. I mean, I don't. You know, 
beauty's in the eye of the beholder. You know what's crazy is like we've talked so much about, oh, how did the Lightning keep together Stamkos, Hedman, Kucherov, Johnson, Killorn? Uh, how right. do they get their, you know, how do they get, um, you know, the goaltender situation worked out? Oh, they wanted to try and get John Tavares, you know, remember all that. And every yeah. time it's, it's, Eight, nine years, $80 million. Like, I think that was what a couple of Patrick Kane and, and I think Tev's uh, signed That's with right. up in Chicago. So the money is a lot less in hockey, which amazes me just because, like, we're expecting this to be such an astronomical moment for the athletes. And I think because of the, the Bryce Harper deals, the LeBron James deals, the Patrick Mahomes deals, it falls flat on the ice a little bit, doesn't it? Uh, a little bit. And and, and it, the interesting thing is this: it probably takes some of the most skill to play, and it's the hardest. The Stanley yeah. Cup is the hardest trophy to win, in my opinion. It is. You're right. You're right. We saw that with the Lightning last year. You know how tough it yeah. is to to flip the switch from uh, regular season to playoffs. So, and they're going to have to do it again. The Lightning, the NHL has an agreement. They're hoping to start August first. Chris, the whole world of sports was dormant, um, and and probably rightfully so, and we're still going through our struggles with this pandemic. Nothing that much has changed. In fact, it's gotten worse in most states in the United States in terms of cases. Um, however, here we are. Uh, you must feel like everything – we went from zero to 160. I mean, it's just everything's at once. It's And it's scary, you know, like – I remember when we talked in April, we were all like, oh, wait till we see how things are in May. And then we got to the end of May and I'm like, man, like amazing how different it is. And then we all started thinking, okay, maybe by the end of June, we're going to have something. And then, you know, that's when it was funny because it was like the month of June became a about health, safety protocol and money. And how do they mm -hmm. and how do these owners and players and teams all split the pot? So then right. it was that was the negotiation. So we lost the month of June. And now here we are in July, and we're right about to get it all back, right? We're about to get it back. Yeah. And then it's like you wake up every morning, you can go on Twitter, and someone can say, oh, well, this morning so-and-so tested positive. And now mm -hmm. these other athletes or coaches are quarantining. So it's it feels like right as you're about to – like, yeah, I'm about to speed across the, the start line – but nobody told me there's a cop waiting for me to pull me over. Right. You know what I'm exactly saying? Like, right. Yeah. Like that's the first, that's like the first one, like the first obstacle is like, well, we're going to pull you over for speeding. Okay. Well, they told me to go, you know, like, mm -hmm. you know, but it's, it's like, and, and it's no fault of these athletes. It's no fault of these coaches. No, this is something we can't see. It's not something we can all, you know, I mean, it, it's, it just is what it is. And I think, you give a lot of credit to these athletes and to, and to everyone because they're trying. And, you know, in some cases there have been some outliers where it's been unfortunate where maybe if uh, some teammates have not followed the rules and that mm -hmm. caused something to happen. Uh, but for the most part, like if you just test positive, like look at Freddie Freeman in Atlanta. I mean, that guy didn't do anything. You know, it just happened. You know, I mean, two days, yeah. two days before he tested positive, he was fine. And then he's got a fever and he's sick. You know, that's how quickly it can all happen. So yeah, it's, it's just a day no, by right. day thing. But like I said, I think I told you the other day, I said, man, just get us to, for the raise, get us to July 24th, you know, get oh. us. I just want to see it, you know? Right. Yeah. No, I, I do too. And I think, I think we're all ready for it. It's just, uh, it's daunting and it's, it's scary. And 
scary for the athletes. And we, you know, we talked about it the other day when Bruce Arians said he thinks that that everybody on the team will get it at some point, and that, Jeez. and if and if they're able to manage the situation, we saw in in soccer where FC Dallas is like, well, you know, you can't play in the tournament. Sorry, um, I would think that if they if they're able to traverse this schedule and 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 people do get sick, um, unless it's just so many per team. Um, and I don't think it will be because these guys won't be staying in a bubble. They'll be staying at home and they'll be tested when they come to the facility. And if they're, if they're positive, they'll be taken out for a while, but there will be a next man up mentality like there is in football. And if you have a lesser team that week, so be it. I think the games will go on. Um, so long as we don't have, you know, uh, a situation in this country where they don't, they can't, uh, can't have the test because other people need them or, or, or the medical profession is overrun or what have you. Um, but I really do believe that it's just going to be one of those years. Well, well, sorry if your guy's out, he's out, you know, and I saw where, uh, it was it Phillip Rivers asked, well, what happens if a quarterback for a Super Bowl team tests positive, uh, a couple of days before the big game, you know, and the answer <laughs> came back as well, then they'll test them again, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So yeah, I was gonna, there's gotta be a cutoff, right, Rick? I mean, like right. for, for betting, for fantasy football, for all of the, I mean, everyone's got a hand in football, especially, there's sure. got to come a point where you just say, look, we're testing you Thursday or Friday morning, and then mm-hmm. that's it. Like, there's got to be some some type of cutoff before the weekend, right? That's right. Yep. No, I agree. Yep. I think that's what it's going to be. And then you just hope that those guys don't play either pre-symptomatic. That's the other thing. You know, you talked about this earlier where, you know, guys tend to hide concussions or hide knee injuries and I can go, can you go big guy? And you know, if you're somebody they're counting on and you pass the test on Thursday, but then you wake up Sunday morning, not feeling so good. Are you going to go and and go through that yeah. game and then find out on Monday that, that, that you're, you're positive. So there's, there's a ton of, of a tentacles yeah, into this stuff. And it's, it's just going to be very difficult to watch how they monitor. Uh, he is Chris Torello. You see him on uh, spectrum sports, Three Sixty on Bay news nine, on the big show, as they call it, and uh, awfully, uh, awfully fortunate to have him join us a couple times every week or so. Thanks so much, Chris. We appreciate it. All right, thanks, guys. All right, always great to uh, visit with Chris Torello. Back to back to back. That was a lot of fun. Hey, we're going to have our uh, mailbag as we do every week uh, over the, one of the next two days. But uh, don't wait. Get your questions in now if you want to. You can do that by submitting them to us on Twitter at SportsDayTB. You can reach me on Twitter at NFL Stroud, or my email address is rstroud at tampabay.com. For Steve Burstink, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Times. Have a great day, everybody. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.